Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Has gotten off to a great start this morning, and I will not tarry. I'm going to try to do my best not to keep us over this morning, Um, but I'm going to go right ahead and jump into today's topic. Um, So we've been talking about thorns, right? We've been talking about this whole journey of them, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that through today, uh, by today, as you've listened throughout the week, it has inspired you to go and do some studies yourself uh, to understand um, the reference to thorns and how God has been able to then take something that was a curse and then use it as part of his divine plan uh, for salvation and for our right standing with him through Christ because it's such an uh, an empowering understanding for leaders to get this understanding, especially today. I don't, there's this more and more in our society, um, things are becoming heavy weighted. And as believers who lead, it is important for us to be equipped with all the knowledge necessary to help us continue to do the things that we've been divinely called to do. It gets a little difficult, right? And hopefully this journey and study of thorns is inspiring you um, and empowering you to understand that the things that you may be challenged with are not necessary things that you need to allow to distract you, um, but you should simply glorify in them because the presence of God is with you in all of it. Um, But today, um, I just wanted to give us a little bit more understanding of our anatomy as a believer. So today's topic is a believer's anatomy. This is important to understanding thorns because it allows us to know where um, the thorns grow in our lives, right? Because thorns are a curse, it happens in our soul's realm, right? Not in our spirit. And Paul makes that clear because he's able to tell us that he takes pleasure. And when he says, I take pleasure, he is talking about his spirit. He says that's why for Christ's sake, it is about the spirit of Christ that lives in him. He's able to then find pleasure or delight in Um, weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and in difficulties. This is important to understand because we think that it's through our strength, right, that we are able to take pleasure in it, right? We think out of our soulish room where our mind, will, and emotions abide, and it is not because of that. God has never asked us to do anything that he hasn't equipped us to do, and we are equipped by the spirit of Christ that lives in us. Okay, and because of that spirit, it is our spirit that takes pleasure in the infirmities. So a believer's anatomy is that we are a spirit that possess a soul, right? Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions, and it is housed in a body. At the fall, uh, prior to the fall, we were a spirit, right? We were a spirit that possessed a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and we were housed in a body. After the fall, our spirit died, right? We lost our connection, our divine connection with God, right? We took a spiritual death, right? Adam is the father of our spiritual death, okay? He brought death on humanity spiritually because of his rebellion. 
But through Christ Jesus, which is our second Adam, our spirit has been redeemed. We have a new creature, a new spirit that has come forth because of what Christ did for us, right? And so we are now a spirit, which is Christ's spirit, the Holy Spirit that abides in us as believers when we accept to believe in, trust in, and rely on the finished works of Christ, we now have that new creature, that new spirit within us who takes possession of our soul and is housed in our body. So when we look at it like that, I want us to think of our houses, right? The houses we live in, we build houses, buy houses, rent houses, whatever, right? And there are possessions, items that we buy, right? That's our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions things that come that we take on through life, right? The way we think, the the way we take actions or our will, our desires and our emotions, how we feel, right? Those are all like the possessions in your house, like your furniture and your whatnots that you buy and your photographs and all the appliances in your home, right? Those are your possessions. And then your spirit is you. You live in that house, right? You're the spirit that dwells in that. So imagine at the fall, that you had a house that no longer had anybody living in it. It had all these beautiful possessions, right, and it had the outer building, but nobody living in it. That's what humanity is when we do not have Christ in our life right now. That's what we look like. We're aimlessly wandering with no residence because there's no spirit to abide in it, right, because man's spirit died at the fall, Okay. So there is no spirit abiding in it if we do not take on Christ's spirit. So it is a house that's left with no one living in it. It just, you know, people can come in and go and come and wander and do what they want with it, and it just begins to deteriorate, right? Y'all understand a house that doesn't have people living in it, it says it goes down faster because there's no activity. There's no life in it, okay? So that's how we are if we, if we are abiding and we have not accepted Christ, we are like a house that has no life in it. There's nothing going on. There's no activity. So getting that picture and having that understanding, and we know that we are new creatures that have taken possession of our soul. So when Christ's spirit comes into us, he goes through the process of renovations. He's taking us through an interior design renovation. He's redesigning our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? Because they have to be in align with him, right? Because Christ is holy, right? Because he is all God and all man. So he understands and has been able to bear our infirmities, right? He understands our weaknesses. He understands how our human will and desires. That's why it is so important because of his obedience even in those things that he was still able to go for, go through with the cross and redeem us, right? So he is clearly in a position to equip our spirit, our souls, with what is needed, right, to withstand it. We just have to be willing to rely on him and trust in him. So when he comes in and he does these renovations, he knows these upgrades to our soul takes time. He's not coming in there doing it all at once because it's a daily walk, right? But we have to be willing to shop for new possessions at God's outlet. That's in his word. We have to follow the instructions that he has clearly given us for furnishing our new house, right? There are some things in our mind, our will, and emotions that we have to be willing to get rid of. We have to be willing to let go of. But what happens sometimes 
is that we're so attached to the possessions of our old house that we don't want to let go of them. We we have a problem with the renovations. We have a problem with following the instruction manual of buying from God's outlet, of selecting the items that need to come in to our new house. And so we go through these different challenges, and what we don't recognize is that when we hold on to the old possessions, the old items, the old furniture, they start to deteriorate and burn because they are not in alignment with the new spirit that's living in us. And so thorns arise, right? These thorns take life, and they begin to poke at us. They begin to poke at our mind, our will, and our emotions because that's where thorns grow. They're going to grow in the soulish realm. Right? It can't grow in our spirit. It grows in our soulish realm. And so when we feel the, the pokes of them, it is because the spirit of Christ that is now living in us is at odds with the soulish realm that wants to hold on to the old furnishings of that house. And so now when the body feels these things, right, because the body is the house, it's the structure, Right, And so for a long, long time, just like with any house, you can look on the outside and everything looks good. right? But after a while, with the people or the people living in it get sick or they die, the outside of that house starts to take on what's going on on the inside. The grass is not cut. Weeds start to grow up outside. So now we imagine ourselves, our attitude changes. We're dealing with depression. We're dealing with disappointments. We don't look right in the face. Our skin begins to turn a color because we're stressed and we overwhelmed. All the outer parts of us start to change, but that's over time. See, there's an interior decorating opportunity that's going on every day, but we have to be willing with our soul, with our will, our mind and our emotions to partner with the new spirit that is in us and accept its guidance for taking and transforming our interior. Now, these instructions come as a sword. They're going to come to divide. They come, I told you um, earlier this week that thorns have a vascular system inside of them, so they don't easily cut off like the prickles that's on the stem of a rose. You can't just slice it off with a knife. A thorn comes in, it takes some work to get rid of it because it's got some roots to it. It's got some vines in it. But see, the word of God is a sword that separates. It comes to separate the shaft from the wheat. It comes to destroy the thorns, right, that are there. And we have to be mindful that we are to allow that sword to cut. But many times our possessions, whether that be relationships with people, whether it be following in the clan, whether whatever it may be, our possessions that we have, is it looking like everybody else? You know, we got our house painted the same color. Every time they tell you that uh, this is the new style for your house, you ready to go and renovate and paint your house to look like somebody else's house. Nobody want to follow the individual, uh, pre the individual precepts and ordinances that have been revealed to them through the word of God as to how their house should look. They want to decorate it so their house can look like the neighbor's house and everybody's house looking the same, but nobody's got no distinction. But the word of God comes like a sword. It comes to separate. It comes to divide. There is scripture in Matthew 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verses 32 through 39, and in Luke 12, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 12, verses 51 through 53, where Jesus makes it real clear he does not come to bring peace. He does not come to bring what, what the world's peace is or this unified idea of all of us living on the same block with the same houses looking 
in the same. It says that he came to divide. He came to separate. He said, I come to turn father against son, mother against daughter. He said, it's going to happen because you got to choose a side. You've got to follow the instructions, the interior decorator's manual that I've given you, and you've got to read it for yourself. You've got to let me reveal to you what your unique design should be for your house, because I've got to work from the inside out. So as I work on the inside, the interior, eventually the outside will match what's on the inside because as you take care of the inside, as you get new possessions on the inside, you'll be willing and ready and equipped to go and deal with the outside. You'll be ready to add a new roof. You'll be ready to be equipped and empowered to do new stucco or wash your bricks down or do some power washing or whatever might need to be cleaned up so that you can your insides and your outsides are in alignment with the spirit that now abides inside of you. But we have to be willing to allow the word of God, which is the sword that comes to divide us. It comes to clear out those thorns that have us connected to things that are not of God anymore. He comes to clear us up. We have to be willing to let it cut us. We have to be willing to let those thorns go in our lives in order for our new house to be what God has designed it to be, for us to experience the fullness of what God has for us. And what I want us to understand here, that when we look at Matthew 10, and uh, verses 32 through 39, and Luke 12, verses 51 through 53. He is not talking about strife as far as division. What he's saying to you is that you, when you decide and choose the word of God and the plan of salvation, the, the God of eternity and the eternal life that he has for you, that new spirit that comes to live inside of you, You've got to understand that there is a time where you're going to have to choose to leave the conformity of everybody in order to do what he has called you to do as a leader. You have to know that you cannot continue to follow that way. You can't hold on to the old furnishings that was in the house that was unoccupied by a spirit that died at the fall and then expect this new spirit to live with this old furniture that's got dust on it, maggots on it, holes in the furniture. It's just dirty and nasty. The, the spirit of Christ can't live in that. He, he, can't, he, can't, he won't live in it. He will not. He, he will not. Somebody got to go. And you get to decide who that somebody is. That's, that's what Matthew 10 and Luke 12 is talking about. Who gets to live in that house? Because you're going to either decide to stay close to the things that you've come connected to through these vascular systems of thorns that's been put in your life, or you're going to choose the new vine and become a branch of his that causes you to be distinct in how you appear, right? Because, see, humanity, when we... When the fall of man happened, humanity got what's called a pall laid on it. It's called P-A-L. And when you look this, P-A-L-L, -L, I'm sorry. And when you look this up, it's called a cloth that's spread over a coffin. It's a dark cloud or a covering of smoke. That's what covers humanity that no longer has given the spirit of Christ a new house to live in. Okay? It's a pall. It's, it's like the spread that goes on the casket. Okay? That, that, that's what happens. Your house got that dark cloud over it. Ain't no grass cut, the weeds growing all up out the window, any and everybody coming in and rolling in and out. You got all kind of spirits just rolling in and out the door. The door open, ain't no locks on the door, no nothing. Nothing. Ain't, ain't no standard. Ain't no standard. And then you take Christ and you want him to come live in his house. 
He said, I ain't going to worry about the outside. It'll still keep the grass and, and let it grow up because we got to do some stuff on the inside here. Because I ain't worried about what you look to everybody else. I got to live in this. So you got to either allow me to clean up your mind, will, and emotions, or I'm going to just find that one little corner that you let me in, right, or I'll just move my way out of it. Because if you decide that I can't abide here, then you chose to separate me. You've done that. But anytime you're willing and you're ready, I'm here to come back. Because you're always in right standing. You can't lose your salvation, but what you do lose is the fellowship. He ain't there living and dwelling in the doors of that house no more, right? And so the thorns are now in the house. They've taken over the interior. So when you look at that, be mindful that what he's saying to you in Matthew 10, 32 through 39, and yes, I keep repeating it because I want you all to hear it, and Luke chapter 12, verse 51 to 53, it is clearly this summarized uh, this summary right here is that we must be willing to sacrifice emotional peace for the spiritual peace that comes with God through Christ Jesus. You must be willing to sacrifice the emotional peace for the spiritual peace that comes from right standing with God through Christ Jesus. And if you are going to be a leader worth your salt, you must not lack spiritual peace. Emotional peace might leave you. You might not have everybody that you think going to follow you. You might even have turmoil in your house with the people you're living with because you choose God's way, and they're telling you, oh, well, you you, you causing me to be hurt. you causing me disappointment. But God said, I gave you peace about that subject, so who you going to please? You going to please man or you going to please God? You've got to be a leader that will not negate your spiritual peace by allowing Christ to live inside of you and following the way that God has revealed to you through his word for the emotional peace that comes from attachments to thorns that want to live in your life. Because eventually those thorns will lead you to death. Proverbs 14 and 12 clearly states that there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him. But at the end of it, is the way of death. That is a description of a thorn. A thorn is a straight line. It grows out straight from that, from that root or from that stem or from that shoot. It grows straight, but there's a point on the end that it gives way at some point. It's like a cliff. You're going to go off of it or it's going to poke you and it's going to turn you over because that's what the enemy does. He makes you think the path is so straight. It's, it's so easy to be seen. And then at the end, it's like going to a bridge and you can see it so long and then all of a sudden you get to it, ain't no other side to the bridge, and there you go off the cliff. We need to be mindful and be equipped to understand our anatomy so that we can be understanding that when these thorns appear, there are going to be thorns in your mind, will, and emotions because they're supposed to be. Right, Because we are a part of the fallen humanity. But when Christ comes in and we start to get pricked, it's not that he's doing it in a way to hurt us. It's he's saying, I got to cut this away. It, I know it hurts because this thorn got some vascular systems in it, but I'm cutting away at it bit, bit by bit, and you just got to trust me. Don't put me out your house. Don't get rid of me. Don't send me away. Let me do my interior work, and I promise you, you're going to start to see it on the outside. It's going to manifest. You ain't got to fix the outside up. Just let me fix the inside. And as I fix the inside and your willingness turns over to me, your outside starts to line up. It can't help but line up because there's new life living in that house. So leaders decide today 
What side are you on? Are you still trying to fit in with your neighbors? Or are you willing to do what God is doing inside of you and you willing to be obedient to that? Even when it don't look like there's no work going on, you know inside there's renovations, right? When we painting on the inside of our house, when we done bought new uh, uh, little whatnots to put in the house, people don't see that until they come in. They got to come in and build a relationship with you to see the new you. But don't worry about what they see on the outside. Keep them away. Because I promise you, if they come to it and the outside look like ain't nothing new living in it and they get up close and they come in, they might even be coming in to rob you. But then they come in to find out that there's a new spirit living inside of you. They can't do nothing with you. You ain't got to run them off. The new spirit living in there going to run them off. Life runs them off. A thief don't come to a house where it looks like people are in it. You remember that. A thief don't show up to a house that looks like there's light. It's easier for him to come to one when the lights are off and don't look like nobody home. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has continued to encourage you to do your study and do your work. I'm excited, if y'all can tell, to just keep going through because as I share with you, I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm being strengthened. And so I appreciate you. And if you're getting anything out of today's calls or yesterday's calls or all this week, just share with us, right? Go on Facebook, hashtag Wisdom Inspired Success Call. Email us at hello at AAC. Uh, dot, what is it? AACCoworking.com. I'm sorry. Hello at AACCoworking.com and share with us your insight and your takeaways. We would definitely appreciate it. You guys have a great and wonderful day, and we'll be back here on the line tomorrow morning. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.